Number 10. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hello all to episode 10 of the Bonfire Banter podcast with me, Matthew, aka Bonfire Cherry. I'm Dean from DG Web Consultancy. And this time round, we are talking about keeping momentum in, in your business and life and life in general. And start off, we do some um, some shout outs to, for example, some businesses. I've got my artwork in around Northamptonshire, such as the Pump Partridge found on the Market Square, where you can get a um, site, like, very, very nice breakfast, uh, lunch, like such as. Um, pizzas flatbreads some nice drinks some nice cakes i've got a really uh, nice um northampton guildhall and two-tone two-tone inspired printed in there yeah what yeah the um, blunt parch can be found on and uh, market square in northampton they'll be able to um, can be found on instagram facebook and twitter and they've got a own website as well. Not very far away from there is the Bread and Butter Factory in St. Giles' Street, where I've got a high heel and a handbag inspired print. And they've do like um same as the Punt Partridge um sandwiches, um so, I mean like um breakfast, lunch, and they do sandwiches, they do takeaway stuff and they do catering and that. So search um yeah, I've been meaning to drop into those places. I don't think I've actually um, visited. And we, we can do a segment checking out these places. We can do like your experience and that. Yeah, so the the, uh, the Bedham Factory. Yeah, it's found in Giles Street in Northampton Street in Northampton. I mean, and yeah, so they're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, a, a place of in- I put my artwork into recently is. Um, they're free from pantry in Rushton in Northamptonshire. It's the first time I've actually bought something outside of Northampton, and I've got about three different prints in there, ranging from about a strawberry milkshake, um, a mug, and a lily flower. A quick thing about the uh, free from pantry: yeah, it's a family-run shop saying gluten-free, dairy-free, low sugar vegetarian and vegan fruit vegan food i mean yeah um yeah they're out on so all the social media sites and they've got their own website as well then they can be found on the high street in um in rushton and lastly uh, um shout out to is an author called oh, i see said we're from the the day hopefully by the time this podcast will be released um I would have interviewed for for uh, a part three of the Cherry Ladies interviews, um, where she, yeah, very talented author. She, um, I'll go a bit more into it. Um, yeah, check out bonfirecherry.com if this episode goes live by the f- it the third or the second of September, no, a bit and the ninth of September. I mean, and um. And the episode will be live, but I'll go a bit more into it in a, in a future episode. With that out of the way, let's go into the topic for this this episode. And I will start with myself first. I'm just getting my notes ready. 
Yeah, so the, the topic this week, well, not exactly, well, not weekly podcast, typically, but, <laughs> you know, uh, this topic is... It's a follow-up to our previous episode. Yes. Essentially. Basically. So, previous episode, we're talking about taking stock of your strengths and weaknesses, which is a good foundation for thinking more about your goals, how you're moving forward. So, what do you... Re- what? <laughs> what you do best with um which you can really make the most of take taking advantage of and also what you need to work on um so when it uh, when it's well i'm coming from a craft business ground but i can say plan is is not directly building momentum but it's important if you want to build momentum for something you must have a game plan when it comes to building momentum in a creative industry, um, there is trying to make time. That well, one way I've just I'm more doing recently is trying to hang out with your online friends, especially if you've got a lot of people on it's like Twitter, Facebook, and so for me, I've mainly got it on Twitter, but I've got a fair few followers on, on the other social networking sites, which hanging them on Skype or for the lift nearby, meeting up for. A, for a drink there's a lot of networking groups around nowadays that is a great way to meet up with there or for other people that you might just see online it can be an awkward thing for most people but it does help with courage and you can get good business advice from people face to face for me recently i met up with candy photography for a drink at starbucks and um that's candy spelt K-H-A-M-A-N-D-I-E. I mentioned previously, um, I did an interview, uh, which can be found at bonfirecherry.com. It's the first interview in the Cherries Lanterns interviews, and she's been a customer of mine for years. And I've become a fan of, a fan of her anyway. Getting back to it, I wasn't a... Well, it wasn't it wasn't a planned meetup as it just happened and it was a very yeah very nice meetup she gave me some advice that i'll be using soon on some upcoming projects there's some, some big changes coming to bonfire cherry soon um yeah so, um yeah the interview um yeah can be found at bonfire she got with her um for our um for our listeners do you time to hang out with your online friends um, be it on Skype or in real life, email us at podcast at bonfirejerry.com or tweet us at Bonfire Banter. We'd love to hear your experiences and we could probably talk about it in a future episode. We'd probably go a bit more into it. It seems like something we can go a bit more into. And um, something about we still you still learn quite a lot um during the years like i've been producing liner cut products for over five years now and i'm still learning things i've never knew previously think about learning as your um, professional development which is instrumental for pushing yourself forward don't just leave learning to workshops or events of learning but seek out on your own time that way you get myself a bit more motivated Hey, this podcast, for example, among others, it's good to get um, good business advice. Also, there's online classes, books, among other options. One of the last pieces I can think of is is to, um, to stay open and curious. It makes such enormous difference and will only benefit you and your 
and business in the long run. And um, okay, so now on to the next segment. Yes, and for the next segment, we've got some questions for us to answer. Um, for this uh, episode is from Teresa um, Horsworth. And well, she, she does art and photography. She offers to show event photography on a voluntary basis in the evenings or weekends, ideally for community projects or charities or a low or no budget. And for the question that she submitted to us by email, let's just listen to episode eight on research and when you were talking about trends and demographics, I started to wonder going with trends going um trends um how i mean i wonder how um will the trends affect you as an artist and it does affect you a, a fair bit don't you think dean it it's because obviously trends uh, do affect how people think and thinking oh this this is popular let's get yeah. something related to that well i know for web design it doesn't take long for people to think a design looks outdated so if i think something looks professional what i mean is current yeah, also, uh, whether you find a balance between what you personally enjoy creating and what you need to create in order to get a sale, or is it, or if it has ever been a struggle. For me, most design I've done, I don't personally like, but you've got to make a sale at the end of the day. Yeah, the main thing about business, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I feel like that it's hard to re- be really successful as an artist doing art for the enjoyment of it unless it's either a side project or you're at a stage where you've really got a following who values what you do so I suppose before you can really make a living as a as someone who does the art for a living you need to focus more on building the following of people who care more about funding the artists so they can make more artwork i've heard it said that walt disney says um he makes money so he can make more films i think it was walt disney maybe it was pixar but you know they're both kind of owned yes so but yeah it's a struggle yeah definitely i think the struggle does give you some challenge It, it, it makes it motivates you thinking, no, this is a challenge. Let's do this. Let's do that. So it is a struggle, but I think struggles do help you get a bit stronger at certain things. And it gives you, motivates you in a way. Yeah, another example of this is a print company I work for. Most The most popular design templates, I think, look a bit ropey, but actually a lot of people do like them. So there's no accounting for taste when it comes to getting a sale. Exactly, yeah. It's nothing else I really can add on to what you've just said, really. It's... Um, if you've had this issue, do you enjoy the trends and consider them your own art too? Um, going on from trends, um, I think you can do your own take on it and count it. So I think if you do exactly what it is, then it's not really, it's what's really the point. It's... Um, that's not, I'm like, um, by the time this will be going live, I'll be announcing it, I'll announce it a fair bit, fair bit, bit more, but I'm going to do something following the trends, these um, unicorns, I'm going to do some stuff inspired by that. 
and it's I'm going to do my own take of it as, as other people have done their own take of it and thinking let's see what I can do different yeah I think first time I was writing notes about this I misunderstood the question because I was I mentioned a lot of web designers and print designers claim ownership of a work in terms of conditions but yeah if you can make something your own then that's a good thing and it is your way of owning a trend in a way because instead of just following a trend, you're taking it and making it into something better. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much, Theresa, for that um, question. Yeah, you can But wait, there's more. There's more, <laughs> sorry. I was just, uh, sort of thinking, you know, uh, I normally drum ahead of myself and Dean's is that opposite. Yeah. Yeah, we mentioned we're like a bit of an odd couple. <laughs> <laughs> she goes on. She says, I'm thinking, for example, of a starving artist image who creates what they want to create, but now, may not see if may not see success yeah may not see succeed in their lifetime because it goes against trends of arts at the time and with a small business owners these small business owners these days need to sacrifice themselves a bit in order to generate income might this also affect painters more than crafters yeah this, is, this kind of relates to um what we we're talking about in the last episode in the pre-show when it comes to Van Gogh, it was the same of that. It was more towards the end of his life and death that he more was more popular. That he's essentially, I think that was the, the gist of what I learned from that, that trip to the museum. Um, but um, yeah, it's just it. Sometimes you have to think if it's it does follow the trends and go against what you really want. But again, it will get sales. It's just really depends on the person really. Don't you think? Yeah. I think just, um, sacrificing a little bit of yourself just to get an income is just a reality. It's just lots of little cuts. Like, Oh, I, don't, I hate that. <laughs> but oh, yeah, no, you like client likes it. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I find when doing that, getting artwork ready for print um a lot of time i'm just thinking like nope don't think much about nope 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 and then maybe 10 percent of the stuff is like actually looks quite nice yeah that's um yeah because i've done quite a lot of stuff over the years and that some stuff hasn't been in trend my other stuff has but i want to more focus and stuff for all i know what's in trend doing stuff a bit differently this time around yeah, starting off with unicorns. <laughs> yeah. Also about whether it affects painters more than crafters. I don't know enough about painters to say, but what I notice that they do, um, in some cases, is they'll sell print copies of their own original artwork. So maybe there's a, a space for somewhere in between where you can try and appeal to more of a mass audience by providing... A copy of the artwork and people who really value the only the original they're more willing to spend more money on that yeah that makes yeah that makes sense yeah yeah and i suppose even for something like photography this could still apply in a way because if somebody wants to get an original signed copy that's the kind of person who really cares about valuing the work of the original author rather than just getting a copy uh, um which is just a bit more of a, a a mass audience version. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. Yeah, thank you very much, Theresa Horsworth, for that question. Yeah. You can find. Oh yeah. Also, fellow Linux user. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, yeah, I use elementary OS at the moment mostly, but I use well, it depends what day of week really what I use. Um, at work, I use mostly Windows, and I've been using Mac too for some work, and I do server stuff too. So yeah, it pays a lot. <laughs> yeah, apologise if it sounds like I'm Russian. It's it's just we're trying to um, build more of a structure, do something by a certain time, that but. I think sometimes that's not going to work out, but we're trying the best to. Again, we're still learning, what's still learning stuff now, really. So it's just it makes this podcast a lot more interesting. Yeah, it's artisanal crafted. Yes, <laughs> which means the rough edges are what are how you know it's uh, handmade. And... Yeah, if, that, if you wonder why one of our podcast episode was called that, that's why. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, back to now back to the podcast. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, monthly review. This started for me as from listening to an episode of a podcast called Minimalists. They talk about foundational values. I mean, if you talk about trying to define your own values, I might say, well, health is a value, but I'm overweight and I eat bad food and I don't go to a gym very much so if you want to know what a person's priorities are then you'll see them by looking at their actions and so instead of trying to generalize too much it helps to have some foundational values where you can try and be more specific about what you care about and what you want to change in life so the foundational values are health relationships growth passion and contribution I think when it comes to trying to move forward in these kind of areas, it does sound a little bit kind of like New Year's of resolution in a way, but I don't think it really helps to think you're that much different to everyone else. Everyone tends to have similar kind of goals, health, relationships, growth, passion, contribution in some form. So I do a monthly review just with this each different kind of foundational value as a theme and I just write some bullet points on how do I think things have gone so far in this area and then I have another section progress to aim for so whatever I want however I want to move forward in these different areas I make a note of them as things I want to achieve within the next month and I also put them on I go a little bit further then you ne- you have to <laughs> if you want to follow along but if you want to have the officially sanctioned if you want to get my official okie dokie then um, I, I very rarely get the okie from, from Dean so it's, it is pretty it is an achievement <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep so if you go along with this you'll get my official okie dokie <laughs> I will record him actually doing that to anybody who who does that and says it on Twitter. Yeah. Make it into a gif. Yes. <laughs> Okie dokie. So, yeah. Um, Make please... it into a meme. <laughs> Do I want to become a meme? <laughs> huh, why not? Well, I think it's, it's no I think it's no choice, really, when it comes to memes. Either you become one, you can't really yeah. force yourself. That's a downside to memes, isn't That's it? That's the unfortunate reality of it. anyway so yeah so yeah whatever i want to achieve i put it on trello well if you're not familiar with trello it's it's basically a way of 
organizing your to-dos and it's got some nice features like due dates and also it, you can do things like color coding different tasks and this will make a lot more sense if you look at the document and see an example of how I make this work. So yeah, it, I can just look at my progress, which it's good because you think, look what I've achieved. But on the other hand, you might also notice lots of things you haven't done. And you think, hmm, I need to really be honest with myself and think, do I really care about doing this thing? Or should this be maybe moved into a someday pile? So yeah, and also put, I try to time these too if you think about a smart car it's got to be specific measurable uh, real, sort of realistic and timed so i try to give myself a time limit which is within a month and this also helps me move towards yearly goals because instead of just being a new year's resolution kind of desire of this year will be different it can it helps you to just try and make bits of progress throughout the year it makes it more manageable and you're less likely to just kind of lose momentum and burn out after the first month or so of trying to do whatever you're trying to do give up drinking or smoking or whatever and this is one reason why i think it can be useful to learn a system like getting things done which is a book we're gonna go into at a late on a later episode because this is a bit more kind of high level thinking stuff for how do I want to move things forward in whether it's in your life or in your business it helps to have some kind of structure in place and it's not necessarily a one system to rule them all you it's something you can adapt to your own needs and I don't even really follow the system um, strictly myself it's what I do is just kind of based on takes inspiration from that system I think it's just useful to keep in mind and to adopt to your own needs, like a recipe. Yeah. And so if you want to know more, then please look at show notes. We can download my templates and I'll also include a guide on how to use it and an introduction to tying it in with Trello and calendar system. Yeah, if you want to chat to Dean, um, he's got, has got a um, Twitter account. Dean is me. Also, he runs the um, Bonfire Banter Twitter account as well at Bonfire Banter. And also, you can always email both me and Dean by sending an email to podcast at bonfirejury.com. You can send any feedback about them, about any of our episodes as well, or if you've got any questions you want us to ask in a future episode. So I think for that, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, so I've been Matthew from Bonfire Cherry. I've been Dean from DJ Web Consultancy. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.